fair people of Atlanta, Georgia, welcome to the Ox Unplugged, where we will dive into the secrets of the lost city of Atlanta, or is it Atlantis? I can never remember the two. I'm Crispy Crow. I'm Mr. J. Witt. I was very distracted by all of that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm hyper-focused, and I'm going to fight, fist fight at least two people today. I'm closing straw. Bring it, bitch. Oh boy. Um the topic of today is Atlantis. Uh for just thoughts and feelings on a probably imagined, maybe not city. Definitely imagined. Alright. Uh, are we allowed <laughs> okay. to play Come Sail Away by Sticks? Because that's all <laughs> I think of when I think of Atlantis. Don't ask why. Maybe it would help if we started out with just a baseline of where the tale of Atlantis originated. Oh, Christ. I can do that. I can do that myself. Have you heard of some sort of Greek people? Have you heard of fucking Plato? <laughs> I, Plato and all of them are just shit posters as far as I'm concerned. He was. I'm sorry, you said Plato. I was thinking of like some pop band from the eighties. Oh no, that's Toto, sorry. Yeah. I I bless the reins, that's all I'm gonna say. Yes. Plato bless the reins down in Africana. <laughs> Straw, since you since you have apparently uh volunteered, do please tell us Yes, please dive on this grenade for us. All right, so it, it begins in 360 BC, supposedly, that Plato said that in 580 BC, an Athenian guy called Solon translated Egyptian texts about Atlantis in Egypt that occurred that about this place called Atlantis in nine in 9,500 BC. Here's some issues with that. One. Solon did visit Egypt, but there is zero mention of this Atlantis place before Plato, and no records or conversation occurred about this ever happening. Solon never wrote about this for and for about, oh, let's see, 220 years, no mention of it either. All right. Solon. Solon, who was a, um, who was, and, and stop me if you've heard this term, was elected the Archon, enacted all of these uh, changes, essentially just essentially completely reformed society, and at the time it was very unpopular, but he instituted all these reforms and essentially spent about six or seven years in exile, um, traveling, particularly to, to uh, Egypt, um, so that essentially he couldn't be either killed or forced to reverse his changes. Um, it is at that time that he was in Egypt that reportedly he was told these tales of Atlantis, uh, either told or read. It, it depends on the source that you get it from. Um, but they were supposedly from, it was a passed down oral tradition of something that had happened. Um, then reportedly Solon told, and I can't read what I wrote, but it's a, it's a Greek name that starts in C, who uh, told the grandfather of this particular guy, and this guy is who reportedly told Plato. 
Plato literally just, Plato did in fact say, I know a guy who knows a guy who said this happened, so it must have happened. So when did the ancient aliens come in? That's what I want to know. Wait on that. Okay, yeah. so Plato is known to make shit up like this. Like Plato's What? Republic. Yeah, he, he made up things like Plato's Republic, Plato's, the whole Atlantis myth. Plato. Yes. It just, oh. he made it up. There are things about when Plato there, he will say, he will, in his writings, where he uses things as a parable or a tale. Yeah. But where the confusion comes in is more often than not, when he does that, he, at some point, he states, you know, that this was an example, that it's not necessarily this is true. The problem with Atlantis, which he only writes about, I believe, twice, is... There's a couple of different occasions where he flat out states that this is real, that this is not a, a parable, even though he presents it kind of as one, but that he says, no, this is, this is his historical. And we should probably delve into the actual Atlantis myth itself that he presented. Right. Right. So um, it begins with Plato more or less going when during the early days of 9500 BC again during the stone age where where a where the gods you know the current well quote unquote current gods we know them today as plate as Poseidon Athena Ares that sort of thing divided up the world and Plato I mean Poseidon my bad um Poseidon took the ocean and found it and had kids with this with this human war woman. I forget her name. We can probably just look it up real quick. But I say know. she's a queen of the Stone Age, but no one knows. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They had ten kids, and he made an island paradise for them. And these ten kids formed ten kingdoms of Atlantis, as Plato described as as let's see. Oh, where'd I put it? It's more or less slightly bigger than Texas. Atlantis is supposedly slightly oh, bigger than Texas. Delicious. That's what I want to do, is I want to be compared to Texas and the size of my country. Now, to yes. be fair, when he's speaking of Atlantis, he's speaking of the nation, not the city. Yes. The, 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 the nation is Atlantis, which is the capital is also Atlantis. Yeah. Because... The city was described as being... Depending on how you want to interpret what a stadia is, which is the unit of measurement that they used then, the city is mm, approximately maybe 15 to 20 miles across. Yeah. Plus, you know, different layers. and the, He put in a lot of effort and time in the world building, even though it was... He's like, here's all this cool world building. It's an allegory. But he, but but let me de detail. Say it was an allegory. Maybe Plato was DMing a campaign. You don't know. Yeah, he specifically said, unlike some of his other writings, that this was not an allegory. Unlike off, more often than not, where he would. Then sometimes he would leave it, you know, open to, to interpretation. But he specifically does say on a couple of different occasions that Atlantis was not an allegory. And the description that he gave of Atlantis was. They said it was about between 15 and 20 miles, approximately. Um, it was made of concentric circles, three concentric circles of interlocking rings of alternating earth, 
and water. So circular with like canals, rings of water. It was supposed to be have at its center a spring of hot water and a spring also of cold water. It was supposed to, the walls and the buildings were supposed to be made of stone that was red and black and white. It was supposed to have, uh, there were supposed to be a lot of elephants that inhabited uh, Atlantis, not just, not just the capital, but the, the country. And it was described as being surrounded on three sides by a great plain with uh, mountains, beautiful mountains to the north. Uh, that through which water flowed, rivers flowed, and then there was an opening uh, that flowed from the uh, from Atlantis to the sea. That's yeah. essentially the the bulk of the description that we have of it. If you ever played Warhammer Fantasy, it's literally the magic donut the elves live on. The magic donut. Mm-hmm. So this is how it's described, and the story that he was telling when he first mentions Atlantis, is essentially that Atlantis, for whatever reason, comes, in, you know, comes into conflict with the city-state of Athens. And that Athens rises... I can jump in on this part. Um, no, please go ahead. I've talked a lot. Yes. That, again, some people here disagree. I wish to, I wish to fight them in Denny's. As my personal opinion, that, again, this is allegorical it was about how this once godly kingdom you know literally ascended by poseidon over time decided married women lots and lots of mortal women who which later de- diluted the bloodline turning these once god demigod kings into just regular human kings and became far more susceptible to the luxuries that they were living on. Because the whole point of Plato's um, detailing of all this was, the, more or less the moral is luxury and, and you know, vices is bad, no luxury, and a Spart- Spartan-like lifestyle, good. I think Plato was full of shit. Yep, and I agree. And I more or less I, I can agree with, with you there, Straw, completely, because the, the, the gist of the story is that Atlantis and Athens fought. And even though Atlantis should have had the bigger army, should have had the more advanced uh, culture, mm-hmm. Athens, because it was because it was a superior nation, because it had a superior society, ultimately triumphed over the decadent and uh, some might say corrupt Atlanteans. And so, because Athens won, then this displeased the it's... gods, who then looked in poor favor upon Atlantis. And then, I don't know the words because I haven't read Plato myself. I've just read a lot of ancillary stuff about it. But essentially, it says that a great cataclysm is visited upon upon the the nation, and that uh, at the conclusion of which it is essentially uh, no longer accessible. You, you can no longer uh, access it. People people interpreted it to mean that it sank beneath the waves and that or that it sank, like it was an island that sank. But the actual description Plato gives it is it was no longer accessible by the sea. So essentially, uh, you could no you could no longer sail there. Yeah, because um, he just because he described it as 
Atlantis forming a mud shoal in the Atlantic, and thus the Mediterranean Sea couldn't access the the Atlantic Sea. We also know that this is complete bullshit because there are zero records of that ever occurring. But like you said, it's it sounds like an allegory. Of, yes. of a way of saying that, you know, hey, you know, when a, if a country or nation in a society becomes morally corrupt or becomes, you know, their people become weak, right? That then, you know, it's inevitably going to fail, and a more pu- a pure society with with that doesn't allow itself to become uh, corrupted that way will prevail. At the same time, at the same time, however, there is the hypothesis that the Island of the Isle of Santorini, which is a bunch of small islands, which are basically the rib of a giant volcano. That is what Atlantis was. Was the Mycenaean lords of Crete that were in the Mediterranean at that time and were a more advanced civilization, I, I want to say. Not not in the sense of like, you know, obviously sci-fi, but like Sorry, when you say at that time, what do you specifically, what time period are you talking like, about? Like, um, I want to say it's like time, the times like before the rise of the Greek city-states. Yeah, you're talking four to uh, 4,500 BC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking yeah. like advanced in the sense of like, you know, they were probably as advanced as the Greeks were at their time. Okay, so know? Bronze Age still? Yeah, Bronze Age. Okay. I'm not talking like... Okay. But a- then anything there was a, past that, no. right? But a but a massive volcano erupted yes. in in that area, which essentially decimated that that uh, yes that culture. Yeah, yes. and and then and then that allowed them to be overtaken by the sea peoples, mm-hmm. um, possibly. Oh, you okay. just triggered Jay. I, yeah, no. I, I please let me explain what the fuck the timeline is of Earth first, because oh, this is very important. Oh, yes, it's that right. simple. Yeah. So for we. We need to be very careful here, because Plato existed during the Iron Age versus the Bronze Age, which is mostly what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So the Bronze Age was roughly, 4, um, I believe, 4,500 BC to about roughly 1,000 BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, timeline. Uh... And Plato yeah, existed sorry, about, about yeah. 250, approximately, yeah. I think, BC. Much uh, later, so, and Solon was in around five in the five between six and five fifty ish. So it's very important to realize that saying, you know, at that time, like these are it, hundreds of years are still hundreds of years back in the day. I understand that? Yeah, it's so okay. But but basically, what I'm saying is that the idea of the of Mycenae is where. Atlantis comes from possibly, possibly. It's a yeah. theory. We obviously never know for certain where Atlantis originates from, but I can I can throw in a little tidbit. Um, do you know of the Minoan volcano eruption? It sounds familiar. I don't know it off the top of my head specifically, but yeah, it was about four. It was about forty five hundred four four thousand forty five hundred BC, which is what they think they essentially decimated that that culture. Yeah. And even so far, like, even, like, it erupted so badly that um, I'm fairly certain China had said, yeah, this was probably a volcanic eruption that happened somewhere. That's why we have so much cold and crop failure during this time. And people, people there who, because this was 
somewhat relevant because even then the people there remembered, oh, like like the island of let's see, of of Santorini. Oh, Santorini. That was what happened. That Atlantis fell like Santoria, Santorini. And Plato would say, yes, exactly like Santorini. Because for again, the record, Santorini is in the middle of the Greek hellscape of islands. Yes. Yes, Turkey. Gobble, gobble. Yeah, the Aegean Sea. Oh, okay. So, um, so we have a so we have Greek a Greek philosopher who heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy who supposedly heard it from Egyptians yep. about this society that exists and the nation that existed approximately eleven eleven thousand to twelve thousand BC. And yeah. some approximately when you add everything During, up. right at the end of the late Bronze Age collapse. Right. What happened? Like so that this incredible nation that it, another thing that I forgot to mention about where Atlantis was supposedly located was that it was a located supposedly located beyond the pillars of Hercules, which is the Strait of Gibraltar, um, which is what separates Europe from uh, Africa. Is that right? The little bit right there between, I think, Spain and, and Africa. Spain and Morocco. Right. So the, that beyond the pillars of Hercules, right? So going out towards the Atlantic Ocean. Out so of we, the Mediterranean Sea. Correct. Yes. So, we, so supposedly we have this incredible, ingeniously engineered, fantasy-sounding nation that somehow got wiped off the Earth. And that's where the question is. There's no direct evidence anyone's been able to find. Are you sure? Because I have my my thing that I'm going to bring up. Oh, no, no, okay, no, no, no. Okay. I'm just saying that okay. there's no there's no mainstream. Let's just say there's no mainstream archaeological archaeological sure? consensus. Are, are, yeah, no consensus. Consensus. There right. are pot- patteries. Right. Okay. This yep. is this is the okay. fun part. We yeah. we've weighed the base. The baseline. I want to hear the theories of what okay. each of you think Atlantis is or isn't. Okay. I'm going to be straight up. I think it's completely an allegorical story that sounds very similar to so many other cultures that collapse because of human hubris. Like Rome, um, the, the um, Minoan culture so many others that sound similar so and we just keep uh, putting shit to it because it's easier to make shit up than say yeah it's like doggerland or yeah it's have you heard the story of doggerland or have you heard the story of all these different cultures that we don't know about that are just objectively gone and we have zero evidence for so it's easier to make up through a mythic tale like Atlantis than it is to actually get down and dirty in the mud and dig up ancient spears and records of people. Because here's, again, a part of Plato's telling of the ancient Athenians, which was, again, 9,500 BC, where he said... Moreover, since the military pursuits were were then common to men and women, the men of those days, in accordance with the customs of the time, set up a figure and image of the goddess in full armor 
to be a testimony that all animals which associate together, males as well as females, may, if they please, practice in common the virtue which belongs to them without the distinction of sex. And again, this probably did happen because Athens was formed roughly around 1412 BC, but only became a democracy, which Plato very much like around 594 BC. And in his story, the Athenians of that time were a hybridization of their Athenian democratic virtues, as well as the Spartan militaristic, but somewhat isolated practices. It's a big, so basically it's a big made up burger that we have over time continued to propagate because it's easier to go to make something up for yourself about this maybe sort of what happened story, even though, again, in my utmost opinion, Plato made it all up because it sort of sounds similar to all these different stories that we've heard about, like, you know, Pompeii. Yeah. Even though uh, we know Pompeii happened. Pompeii yeah. is also after that. Yeah. Yes. Way after that. that. That's why timing is important. Yeah. So yes. but but let's so I think we're all in agreement. Yep. Straws is is firmly in the uh it's all made up bullshit and we've just been you it's just been capturing the imagination and we just keep chasing after it because it's it's a fun story. Yeah, it's like El Dorado. Right. Maybe it exists, but factually it probably does not. All right, Mr. J, your rebuttal. Oh boy. Okay. So let's begin with what I consider one of the most interesting cultures in the the Bronze Age, the Phoenician Empire. The Phoenician Empire was a seafaring people. They they were mostly traders. They had a very large settlement on Cyprus, but that was not their primary home, right? They lived elsewhere, and they were big, and they were very important. Uh, They then did collapse during the late Bronze Age collapse, um, a 50-year period in which the vast majority of countries in the the Mediterranean area died. It's unsure on what caused it, but in terms of actual facts. I'm only giving actual historical facts right now. There was an event uh, which caused... both mass migrations, mass invasions, um, and entire cities uh, emptied of population, both in terms of violence, and sometimes people just left. Sometimes there were fires. We don't know. Um, We see leftovers of these cities inside of, um, in Iraq and Syria and Turkey. These are real things that you can look at. That is the stage that I'm saying that, um, and especially with the um, with all of the later Greeks who then show up post Bronze Age collapse, they are looking at the world that is being reborn. They're looking at civilization that's being created um, in the wreckage of another civilization. All of the Greek city states were destroyed, and then they were brought back. Mass migration, population famine. Uh, entire the there was a very complicated 
network of communication and kings communicating with each other, sending gifts, uh, commu- talking about their gods. It was a very interesting period that died. So uh, another unrelated fact are the Canary Islands outside of Western Sahara and, the, and Morocco. Uh, the, this is a volcanic um, island. There is, there is actual physical geological evidence that the two Western islands, because the Earth is rotating and for geological reasons, the more Western um, an island is, the more recent it is. There is evidence that the two islands to the West are the same island. They were created at the same time. You can compare rocks and saying, yep, yep, okay, this one's this, one's, this one's this. One that is more hearsay, but it is, it's an actual documented thing. When, because uh, the Canary Islands are considered uh, a dropping off they, for a lot of the, um, a lot of times during the slavery trade and, um, and a lot of the age of sail, it was, it's a useful uh, port in the storm where you just, you can drop off, get, go, get all your supplies and leave. Very useful islands. Like people live there now. It's a nice, it's a beautiful place. When contact first happened with the Canary Islands um, and communication had been, like people could actually communicate with each other because of language barriers. Some of the first things that they said was, we thought everyone died. I can't believe there were more humans around. So, wow. yep. And so all of this is coming together to say that a more historical evidence is that at least that this is what I've heard from a history student who believed this wholeheartedly, which was that the Western Island, the Western Canary Island, was the Phoenician Empire's island. That was their home base. That is where they lived outside of the Mediterranean Sea through the Gibraltar Strait. Uh, that is the location. And um, during the Late Bronze Age, there was a volcanic eruption that occurred on the western island that blew it up. You can see uh, another actual fact, according to him, at least I haven't confirmed this myself, that if you look at the southwest of Spain before the Gibraltar State uh, Strait, there is evidence of um, in the sea, deep in the sea, like hundreds of miles off of the coast, there is pottery, there is home goods. So what they're saying is that the Canary Islands exploded and then crops started failing and then people started migrating because of that. Um, it murdered, it killed untold amounts of people in the Canary Islands that then washed up um, along, the, uh, along the Spanish coastline and it pulled up and it just sucked people back into the sea and killed them along with all of their stuff. Yeah, makes sense. That's a big distance. Yeah. Way. No, um no, no, no. A, I mean, I'm not saying that's in, that's impossible. I'm just saying that it the explosion to create a tsunami that yeah. big that it would wash up into Spain and yes. Portugal and yes. wash away people that that was a tremendous explosion. Yes. Um yeah. The same way that when there was a lar- the do you remember the exp- uh the tsunami in India? Yeah, like an 04? Yeah. 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 Similar sort of idea. You're talking a distance, yeah. just, just to make it 
No, sorry. To be clear, I'm not suggesting that pottery flew from the Canary Islands. No, 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 no. You're saying that the explosion there created essentially created a tsunami that washed far enough away that it pulled people hundreds of miles back out in the sea from Portugal and Spain. Right. So you're talking a distance that's of a distance of an explosion is roughly saying the explosion happened in Jacksonville, Florida, and then the tsunami reached approximately Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. That's about how far we're talking about. Yes. Which we do know does happen. Yeah. Large enough explosions do cause cause these sort of tsunamis. Massive explosion. Yes. Yeah. It has to be earth shattering, I guess you could say. Right. Um, I will also say a lot of people have meant that just casually talk about this, but we don't know what is on the bottom of the ocean. A lot of times. Um you don't see a lot of submarines going off of the coast of place. Like they do occasionally, but it's not exploratory to uncover ancient secrets. It took us how many years to find the Titanic. And that's when people were actively looking and we knew where it sunk. Cause there were thousands of people over 70 years. Yeah. And we knew exactly where it sunk. It drifted a bit, but we knew exactly where it was. So the, so not being able to find active Well, evidence. we sort of knew where it was. We didn't know exactly where it was. Yeah. Okay, it's within like a 50-mile radius, right? That sort of thing of like... But we're looking at a giant metal ship. So that, the whole yeah. body of the Titanic, I, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the story of it, but it was, um, it was actually... Looking for the Titanic was cover for finding a, uh, I believe it was either a Russian or U.S. submarine that had been sunk. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. how. The, yeah, that's how he, Ballard was able to get the funding to go do this Titanic yep. search. Ah. Was they had to search for this this sunken. I think you're, it, it was either a Russian sub. I, I think it was a Russian sub. And basically, they agreed that if they fa- once they found the Russian sub, they would give them X number of days after that because it was in roughly the same area that they could search mm-hmm. for the Titanic. And it was literally on the last hours of the last day that they were allowed. So is that a conspiracy or is that an actual like? It's an actual thing. No, it's not, it's thing. not It's not a conspiracy. That Okay. No, I just was curious. Yeah. Okay. But, but it was classified at the time because this was in the 80s, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tangent. Yep. So, okay. Um, I do have other evidence that I'd like to give, um, which is that London and the United Kingdom, during the late Bronze Age, there was actual boat communication through there. The, um, some, uh, I think it's somewhere in, um, uh, in the southwest of the UK, that like weird little offshoot that I that I'm sure someone in the UK is going to be annoyed at me about. But they there is some like unique properties of that of some of that soil there, some of the ground in there that was then seen in the Middle East, in the Mediterranean Sea. So there is actual evidence that there was trade from um just way out of the Mediterranean Sea at that time. The late Bronze Age was an incredibly interconnected world. People were sending food and ore and all sorts of things to people all the time. Well, I, I don't doubt that it's more advanced than we give it credit for. The, 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 the idea of the Bronze Age being primitive is a misnomer just because yeah. of their metallurgy. I mean... Yeah. Because I they mean, couldn't get their fires hot enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. By, all, by all accounts, Mesoamerican was pretty fucking advanced. They had better sewage systems than... I. 
I'm, don't take my word for it, but better sewer systems akin to or better than the Romans. And they were still using, you know, stone tools. Yeah. It's because people also, for- you don't need you don't need better than obsidian. Obsidian's really fucking effective. Obsidian, yeah. One of their um, tangent, ding. Yeah, the um, there's this weapon that the Aztecs use, which is more or less a cricket bat with razor sharp, like more than razor sharp. Yeah, mm -hmm. just attached obsidian. to the edge. Horrific. Yeah, yeah pieces of obsidian, well, very effective. Yeah, it's described. It's described as one. A man could use it to cut a horse's head clean off. Metal. It's, yeah. Yeah. Obsidian's extremely rough. Um, I do have another fun fact. Um, I believe... Sorry, this is also just a random thing that I like, because another change in... Ding. So, there is a... um During the caveman times, I can say, I'll say, uh, you do see so, obsidian weapons all the time. Especially yeah. in the in Europe. But dragon glass, you don't see. But obsidian's a is an um, igneous material. It has to come from volcanoes. So I believe that there's like some plains in Turkey where there are just millions of obsidian chips that were there to just wow. mass produce um, obsidian weapons that are then sold all the way out to Western Europe, and there are just like fields of them because hundreds of thousands of people over millions of years were just chipping away and making spears because they were, they were the best spears uh and they were just selling them yeah you can there are uh, some surgeons even today that perform surgery with this obsidian tipped scalpels no because shit of, yeah uh, because of how sharp they are yes it's glass it's shards of glass that you can precisely chip. The other thing is with obsidian. With, the, with those blades, I remember people were looking at them for eyeball surgery. Mm -hmm. um, and the issues people had was that it could potentially chip what, during surgery and then chip in yeah. someone's eye. Which is why they now just pretty much do it all with lasers. But yeah, I, I want to hear, hear you land your, uh, your theory here, Mr. J, so I can present my idea. Which, yeah, the overall theory is that the Canary Islands, the Western Island, which is the largest, if you like finish the circle, it would be the largest island, is likely going to be where Atlantis, at least the theory behind of where Atlantis is. Okay. Which that fits based on that it's in the Atlantic Ocean, it's beyond the Pillars of Hercules. Yep. As it said. Okay. Um, nah, man, I think it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I've seen the movie Atlantis. That was a documentary. That's a hell of, the Disney movie is a hell of a movie. <laughs> All right. I, I, I want to say this. That was an amazing movie, and I think it's fucking criminal the reviews that it got. I think it was a fantastic movie. It's one of the it was one of the last good movies Disney did. I, but yeah. but what about the Splugorth from Rifts with Rifts Atlantis? Oh. If we're getting into riffs, I need to like roll myself wow, up one. Like, wow, we don't have enough time left in this podcast to start discovering to go into. Riffs. We need to have a riffs cast because I need to tell the story of my riffs campaign. I was in. Okay, 
So I'm going to present my theory of Atlantis, but it's going to, it's, but I promise you, it's not going to be what you think it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of you have heard of the Recot structure? Oh, dude, Poseidon killed JFK. I'm just calling it now. The what? R I C H A T, Recot structure. Also I've not known heard of that. As the, it is also known as the Eye of the Sahara. Oh. It is, it is a structure, ringed structure, geological in nature, located in Mauritania, in Africa, in, this, in the western edge of the Sahara. It consists of concentric raised circles, three separate ones with trenches in between, very much describing what Plato described as Atlantis. Do you, right? am I allowed to poke holes just yet? No, 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 no. Okay. We'll, we, we will get there because okay. there are holes to poke, right? Yep. Uh, um, there, can I mention the big one? Because it's going to murder me otherwise. Oh, yes, please go ahead. Okay. Um, was this a desert during, uh, during that time? Because desertification no. is a... Okay. No. The Sahara okay. approximately 12,000 years ago, the Sahara was a lush, verdant area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Some sort of cataclysm happened. And it became the desert that almost very, very, very quickly, geologically speaking, it became a desert. But at that, but at the time, uh, that not, you know, again, we're talking about, about 12, also approximately about the time that Atlantis was thought to have been destroyed, you know, give or take a few thousand years. Um, it was a very lush area. There was actually several rivers that ran through there. There was an inland lake approximately in that location as well that they have found. But this, structure, but this structure, the Ricard structure, very much resembled in concentric rings what Atlantis as described. It is also approximately 25 miles across, again, approximately the size of Atlantis as described by Plato, give or take how you interpret what a stadia is. It also, on the ground in the area, is littered with rocks that are white, black, and red exactly as Atlantis was described to have been built of. It also does, in the area at the center, also have two springs, one of which is uh, cold, one of which is a hot spring. There are evidence of elephants in the area. There's even not far from there cave art depicting elephants of an undetermined time. It exists in a vast plain of the Sahara that surrounds it on mostly three sides with large mountains with evidence of ancient rivers to its north. And there also exists a flat, low plain running from its western side all the way out to the, to the coast of where Mauritania meets the sea. So by all intents and purposes, even though it is not in the ocean itself, even though it is very much dry and in, and in the desert, it resembles from all the descriptions Plato gave us Atlantis. Now, I know what you're saying, but it's in the middle of the desert. How could that be Atlantis? Atlantis was this island. Well, do you know that not only in the Ricard structure itself, but all in that surrounding area, you know what you find on the ground there? Tons and tons and tons of ancient seashells, 
and sea and and uh, bones of sea creatures. Not that far from there is there's even the petrified remains of a whale. So at some point, there was absolutely seawater in that area. As a matter of fact, there is still a thriving industry of people harvesting in very low-lying areas existing salt deposits in low-lying areas of the recart structure and other lines of the desert, right, in massive quantities. So at some point, we know there was water. Also, if you look at the aerial view... It looks like an eyeball. It, that's why they call it the Eye of the Sahara. But if you look at the topography around the area, it literally looks like some sort of major cataclysmic flooding or something came somewhere from the Mediterranean, like, like somewhere along the Tunisia uh, and Libya coastline, and washed over this area and just scoured it. You can literally see the ero the massive erosion lines. Wind, wind and sand did not do this. This is There was some sort of cataclysmic event. And there exists two different places off the coast of Mauritania where there is evidence of massive underwater landslides of where material was washed out into the ocean. So the theory is that potentially there could have been something, quote-unquote, Atlantis could have existed here. This area what could have been, what was at the time, verdant. There was water. There was uh, channels. There was, uh, there is evidence of a potentially an ancient uh, river that flowed from the sea up all the way through up into the area where the Ricard structure is. And something happened and wiped it all out. And that mm -hmm. that's the origin of Atlantis. How the ever, I think it is and isn't Atlantis. And here's why. Solon traveled to, to Egypt around in the 500s BC, somewhere around there. The late, late, low 600s or early five, high 500s, somewhere around. I don't have my dates in front of me, so I'm not going to. But anyway, when he was there, he reportedly was told of this great story. Well, around that time, the Pharaoh was a guy, depending on who you look, between 610 and 595 BCE, was a guy named uh, N-E-C-H-O II, Neko or Nico, however you want to call it. Um, my apologies to anyone that's, you know. Oh, we're, we're absolutely fucking up a whole bunch. So just, just, I'm just laying it out there. <laughs> we're, we're ignorant Americans. Right. We're he was not. the Pharaoh between 610 and 595 BC. Well, he's, he's not a great Pharaoh, but one of the things he did do was he sent several expeditions to travel and circumvent Africa around the Horn of Africa and back up around and then again through the Pillars of Hercules, right? So, which were echoing travels that had happened from a distant from about a uh, that were uh, also done by a pharaoh about a thousand years before him uh, which was Hatshepsut. i i know that i'm totally ruining that name but she but she was i think if not the first one of the most famous female pharaohs who also famously spent sent multiple expeditions of travel around Africa. Well, the theory is, although we, we, we have a lot of tales of this travel, but we just don't have any hard 
archaeological evidence, maybe because they, you know, burned down the Library of Alexandria. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. But theory is that these explorers came upon this area, this marshy area in around Mauritania, where this river still flowed into the sea, followed it back up as far as it could go, reached a high point, and there in the distance saw the Ricard structure, explored the area, saw what it was, documented it. This would have been between a thousand and 500 BC. And so seeing all this stuff, they traveled home and they relayed this information about this structure and this area and what looks like obviously an area that at some point had suffered some horrific geological destruction of some kind, obviously. And a myth was born because they interpreted, you know, these ring structure, the destruction, and they read, well, this must have been a great empire. This must have been this, it must have been that, and it must have destroyed. And it was born out of something that existed, but with no understanding of geo, you know, how geology works. Just interpreting, well, these must be ruins of some great city nation. And obviously there was some destruction that this must have happened because again, Atlantis is thought to have been destroyed about the same time as something bad happened in that area. It's what, what caused the Sahara to go from lush and verdant to, uh, to desert and they would have had some semblance of some knowledge of some bad thing having happened thousands of years ago i would think and I'm, and so a myth was born out of simply witnessing this and interpreting it with the only information they had at the time that this was it isn't real but it was based on all the the description of it the the location of it all of it was in some way real. And that's why it was said to be no longer accessible after this by boat, because again, everything, everything dried out because after the cataclysm that washed across the Sahara, it all became uh, a desert. And so all the, the rivers and the fuel and the uh, little causeways and everything that would have allowed you to get up to it at, uh, at any point had all long since dried up and it was no longer accessible by boat. That is that is like hmm. so it is both Atlantis, but and Atlantis never really existed. Yeah, that's I, although what's interesting is the mountains north of there, the mountains that are just north of where uh Mauritania and that exist, do you know what they're called? What? The Atlas Mountains. Oh shit. And there are a lot of old Do they have a skull face? Probably not. There's a lot of old, old maps, like very early Greek, like Herodotus, I believe, even, where um, I think, of, well, I don't think he actually drew the maps, but described the known world at the time, which to them, the farthest south they understood to be was North Africa. And they mentioned the Atlas Mountains and right apart across that part of Africa where Mauritanian stuff exists is described as Atlantis. I still subscribe to the idea that um, Atlantis was Mycenae and the what the Santorini Islands are now, which originally was a larger civilization that was destroyed by a volcanic eruption. My my view is that they were, it was a civilization that while may maybe not necessarily advanced in the way that we would think of an advanced, they were advanced more so compared to their Bronze Age counterparts. And um, 
through maybe mathematics or navigation or what have you, they had an empire there that over the and over the course of an evening was destroyed because of this volcanic eruption and further subjugated by the powers in the areas soon after the those that survived it so they essentially got absorbed into other cultures and of oh. course you know the meme answer being aliens or what have you every time every time someone says oh aliens did it i immediately think of well, we, we, we could have an I was gonna say we could have an ancient aliens episode if you really want to get angry at each other. Like, no, I don't. I don't think we any of us need that. I was going. If you bring up ancient aliens, I'm going to bring up the Nazis. But no, I'm not. We're not bringing that into this. I'm just making a joke. It's a good thing this podcast isn't monetized. Oh fuck no! But we'd be in so much trouble. Now there's an um, interesting thing, and I th- and I really thought that Jay was going to bring this up. Unfortunately, he's having audio issues right now and had to oh. disconnect. Um, there is around the time of the Bronze Age, um, mid to late Bronze Age, I think, and I could be wrong. I wish he was here. One of the things that's been thought to that led to the decline of all those Mediterranean civilizations was the invasion of the Sea People. Yeah. Which were the people that came, you know, from the sea. They invaded from the sea and they just it just washed over so many of these nations. Um, and I don't know if there's really any consensus, because I am not an archaeologist and I'm not that well read in, in a lot in this part of the history of the world. I don't know if there's any real consensus of where these quote unquote sea people came from. And some of the theories have been that the the idea of Atlantis was born out of these sea people. I've, I've heard the idea of the sea people before, and, you know, that I could definitely subscribe being a possibility as to their, those of Atlantis, because, to be honest, even now we know very little about them as a civilization, if I'm not mistaken. I and don't know for certain, but... Yeah. Because, I mean, again, with my hypothesis, it's just jumbling up so many different concepts and ideas into one and then just saying, yeah, it was this. Like, again, the Minoan explosion, your islands that you think was Atlantis falling into the sea. I mean, fucking Doggerland is could count as it since it used to be a land connection between fr- what we what is today France and Britain that had like a lot of hunter and gather societies, but due to, you know, flooding caused that entire area to just go underwater. I, and that's why I tried to preface my personal belief in that. I think it's both real and not real. I, I think you are very much, with what you proposed is it a straw is that you know this was just a story i i think it is a story i think that there was originally kernels of truth that where the story originated from that there were things that were seen and things that were explained but you're talking about a lot of oral tradition and oral storytelling told down over hundreds and then thousands of years and I think as that happened, bits and pieces were added and interpretations and were made. And that's where the myth came from. I think there were kernels there. 
I don't know that there was actually an Atlantis as put forth that ever truly exists. I just think that it was a combination of uh, experience of what, uh, like Mr. J said, happened in the Canary Islands, of uh, things that maybe ancient Egyptians actually saw and uh, information they relayed, and then how it was interpreted by Solon and then Plato, is they were taking this information and then interpret it through the lens of what they knew and they understood and that's what kind of built and gave birth to this myth yeah i think that it is important to realize that anything that we're talking about goes through hundreds upon hundreds of years of oh making and god yes yeah. none of this is to be taken as gospel truth no but it is fair to say that there is something it is okay i will say that it is fair to assume that looking at the world and saying there were countries in here that are no longer here mm -hmm. and not and not necessarily by human hands did they get invaded and taken out but acts of god in like a certain way of saying no someone just got fucked and yeah. an explosion happened and and as people i think that's one of the reasons why the the whole idea of Atlantis has endured even to this day. And if anything, it just it has even picked up over the last few hundred years. Also it's fun. And, and that's what I say. It's yeah. a good story. We love the story of the great mighty nation that gets its comeuppance, right? Like it's it we, we love the idea of it. It's a it's and that's what history is to me. History is story time. History is hearing all these wonderful tales and adventures and um, you know, triumphs and tragedies, and Atlantis is that, but it's also wrapped in that veneer of myth, which makes it even that much more alluring. And you have a lens of, well, this was here, but let me tell you about the real history of things. Absolutely. My computer died for a second. Crispy, yeah. did you go through yours yet? Did I what? Have you gone through? Um, yeah, I, I mentioned that uh, I, I believe that it has to do with the Mycenaean civilization which was there previously around that time period. And I, I, I think that the eruption of, you know, what is the Santorini Islands now is what destroyed their civilization in a fortnight. And okay. I, I that that's my personal view on it is that it, that the, the eruption that was there had to do with their destruction. You know. Okay. I, and then, of course, there's all the crackpot theories out there. Yeah, if we want to get into like, that shit. You know, oh. like, like, you know, Atlantis is in uh, uh, Antarctica. Yeah, Atl Atlantis mm. is in Bermuda because of the Bimini Road, which, if you don't know, is a naturally occurring... Uh, geological formation that looks like a bunch of wide, flat blocks along the seafloor that extend straight oh. for a while that kind of look like a kind of, kind of look like an old Roman road, so to speak. Um, Plus, they um, are hexagonal, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's people that, oh, there's the uh, in off the coast of Japan, I wish I could remember the name of it, but there's the quote-unquote whatever it is monument that looks like some sort of weird it almost looks like something that the uh, Mesoamericans built, like, you know, the little stone structures that they carved into the wall. But it's this like giant megalith type thing look uh, comes off the 
bottom of the ocean that's in like 40, 50 feet of water um, that looks like it what should have been, looks man-made, but they keep saying is completely and utterly uh, natural in its formation. You, you do even um, see um, in the Americas, the mound makers. Oh, yeah. The mound makers are like, they, they were a people. They, but nobody knows who they were. Uh, they just went around making giant fake hills for no mm-hmm. obvious reason. That's and, that's where you get the the burial mounds and things, right? Yeah, well, uh, there were some. Of, but see, but what's weird and what's interesting is that they they existed in the Americas, um, particularly in, in the there. United States. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, like there are lots of areas around, particularly uh, particularly around r- major rivers. Where they had all these little, you know, clusters of giant mounds, but at the same time, the same thing was going on in Europe. Are you are you uh, familiar with? Uh, uh, is it New? Is it uh, Newhenge? Newgate? No idea. Uh, no. it's there's this huge ancient burial mound in. I wish I could remember the name of it. I want to say it's Newgate. I think it's called, but it's that exists in. Um, in the UK, this just giant burial mound that has like stone rock, a little border of rocks around it that is like really old. Like it's probably at least, if not older than Stonehenge. And there is a couple of days a year where there's a little opening and a little hole above the opening where you go in. But if you go inside that, the stars and stuff align exactly on certain equinoxes and things. Like it was just brilliant how this thing was engineered. But at the same time, we don't know who built it. We don't know why it's, why it's there. I mean, so there's, there's so many mysteries of ancient uh, civilizations and things that were so much far advanced and so much more complex than we could possibly conceive for how long they go that they existed. Yes. They're advanced. For more than we give them credit for. Yeah, it's all humans all the way down. Yeah. It's just yeah. the tools that we use are tools that other people have built. And it takes tools to build tools to build tools. And that's the important thing. We're not any smarter um, than anyone else all throughout history. We're just better educated. And we're educated because someone else learned it. I found it. It's it's Newgrange, and it's an actually in Ireland. How? 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 No, that's Lagrange. Oh, fuck. Of course, this makes me want to go on a tangent, but I don't want to get demonetized. So let's move on. Wait, we're getting paid for this? What? No. <laughs> it's been hard not to accept all of the flood of everything. Yes, I, oh, I, I can. Wait. I can see the 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 tens of pennies flowing in as we speak. On a completely unrelated note, come to my OnlyFans where you can watch me paint frowny faces on peanuts. Um, by the way, you still I, I'm owed feet pics. Oh, you want $20. you want to see my yeah. fucking hobbit feet? <laughs> I I will pay you not to show me your hobbit. <laughs> it's ransom. All right. <laughs> All right. Crispy sends over his feet pics, and I get a virus immediately afterwards. Like, oh no. Your computer's on its last legs, as it is. <laughs> the crispy feet might push it over the edge. Yeah, do you want me to? I'll I'll help you file an insurance claim if that's what we're trying to do. 
Fuck you. The cat will not appreciate it. Like the cat goes, no, no feet here. No, no, no feet. feet. No crispy feet. Yes. <laughs> we only use metric. <laughs> we only use metric. <laughs> Uh, we are but, getting hilariously off topic. What yeah, topic? Okay. What are we talking about? Atlantis, oh. you stoner. Come sail away, come sail away, sail okay. away with me. Yeah, we have completely lost so, the plot. By the way, Mr. J, while you were gone, I brought up the, uh, I mentioned the fact that there are some theories of that. The sea people. Oh, no. Could potentially no. be the uh, the origin of some so, of the the ideas okay. of the Atlantis. There is something to note that the Sea Peoples are not a singular group of people, right? Mm -hmm. It is like fifteen different groups of people all doing different things. There sometimes people are settling and quote. A lot of times you have to remember that when people are talking back then, an invasion is not explicitly rolling up with swords and stabbings. Sometimes it is some people moving in next door and everyone not a, not being happy with it. They're taking so, land that we're not using. Yeah. They came to In take your guns. Invasions are a very... So we use that for a very specific thing. They could see immigration as invasions. But... Uh, not oh yeah, the same. That definitely doesn't happen at, at all anymore. Okay. Um. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, the cat's screaming at, at me too much. Yeah, she's like, end the podcast for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts? Um. Just come sail away. <laughs> I do have one. Um. This is not the first, like, there are multiple different sources saying, hey, there is a place, like a country that used to exist that doesn't. Sometimes as, like, a parable, sometimes it's not. Uh, you also do see, as a random aside, just for a me thing, a lot of Earth creation stories involve big waves. I don't think that's a coincidence entirely. No, there, there are yeah. so many... Uh, cultures and religions across the world that all refer to like a great flood. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why. That, I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that that it is it is pretty much considered that they all have some of the same origins and where Parallels. this came from. Yeah, but it's just but that nobody agrees on specifically what yeah. the, the one no. event was. That's why I bring up that volcano volcanic eruption i'm not saying that is the definitive proof by any means but that, that is my hypothesis as to part of the reason for that because by definition everyone in the world is more of like the mediterranean like europe like eurasian area um most i would i would change that and say most english speaking Okay, yeah. that, that's that's more to wing, but that is that is a sufficient radius that is near something like that volcanic eruption that yeah. that is that created Santorini. I'm not saying that is the definitive reason by any stretch no. of the imagination, but but I I could see that as a plausible reason. I do think it's a fair interpretation to say if yeah. there's smoke, there's fire. Yes, that if everyone's saying 
if enough people have randomly said, hey, you know what's weird? I think it's fair to at least look at it at a historical sense. Absolutely. And if you you do find interesting stuff, great. Fuck yes. I'd love to learn more. I personally, in my personal opinion, when there's, instead of, with the whole flooding myth, it's when there's a river, there's going to be more ocean of water. Yeah. (laughs) The Yellow River is pretty famous on that. So what you're saying is when the levee breaks, mama, you gotta move. Yeah. Yep. I'm or, sorry. Not really. As a random aside as well, um, archaeology is actually a pretty new field of study. It's only like 200 years old or so. Yeah. So there's and, there's plenty of stuff that people just don't fucking know about. And we're constantly rewriting the history books oh. as we learn more, as new things are discovered. Troy it's, it, was discovered like 20, 30 years ago. What? Yeah. No. Um, Troy exists. No, it was, it was long. I know what you're saying. It was longer than that, but okay. it was widely thought to be. Troy was widely thought to be a myth. Oh, yeah. But this, but this one guy yeah. was convinced that it was real. And he kept looking and kept looking and kept looking and kept looking and digging. And like, he wasn't even like an actual archaeologist. He was just like a just scholar. Like dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then miraculously, he stumbled upon the actual ruins of troy mm-hmm. yeah i think it was um was it was it a recent guy or was it the guy who founded um archaeology because i do remember founded archaeology. yeah there was this one guy who was like i'm going to find troy and just it just kept pulling up um and just ended up just graveling, more or less, just being literally one of the worst archaeologists. Because you gotta remember, oh yeah, he was terrible. Oh I don't yeah, know yeah. who you're talking about, but because what I'm from, what little I remember, when you're the first guy to do something, you tend to fucking suck at it. Yeah. Like yeah. Like okay, who was the um? Uh, we're going into the weeds again, but who was the? Not on oh, this podcast, no way. The, the guy's name was Heinrich Schleiman, oh, and what a powerful name! Yeah, and he was simply following the description of Troy from Homer's Iliad, and he essentially ended up more or less stumbling across it. Like who? God only knows how much you know, actual archaeological evidence he destroyed in this pursuit, but he did, in fact, actually discover Troy, despite the fact that conventional scientific theory at the time was that Troy didn't exist. It was just a story. Yeah, and and as another example, Herodotus. Herodotus in the Roman era was called the father of... That's the father of history. Yeah, father of history. While also some other people called him the father of lies. Oh, because yeah, he just made up a bunch of shit. No, he didn't just make up a bunch of shit. He also just asked people about random things, and and he then took their word as complete truth. Like, 
like say, oh yeah, there's giant ants in India. How <laughs> are we talking? Totally. Uh, bigger than a fox, but smaller than a dog. What's a fox? They're like a canine, but smaller than giant ants. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, I don't know, this seems like a bunch of made-up bullshit. <laughs> well... <laughs> not in this field, no way. It's not like people have made up archaeology in the past. Or history. Oh, definitely not. Okay. Um, I, th I think we are good then, right? Yeah. Anything else? Unless, unless we want to start talking about Disney's Atlantis, which I'll talk about that movie. I love that, that movie. We oh, yeah. Save that for another time. Yeah. Yes. I, I think the consensus is, although I think Straw still thinks it's all made up bullshit. Well, it's I, not. It's a, it's a myth. It has some source, but it's changed over time. Right. I, I think that's, I think where the consensus that we've come up with is, is the Atlantis as described by Plato as we can, as we, the myth, the myth that we think of didn't really exist, but there's kernels of a lot of different stories that all are pulled from that really did happen. Yeah. And also those kernels are worth investigating just by themselves. Agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Because think about the mythology that, we have found evidence of in times past, for example, Troy, as we have just as we previously said, or, you know, any other multitude of things that are out there. You know, it's very, mythology is worth looking into because it may hold glimmers to our past. Yeah. You know what I, you know, something I forgot? Orchialcum. Orchialcum, or whatever it's called. You know what? The, um, the whole magical metal that the Atlanteans use. I, I completely f forgot about that. Hmm. Oh, the one that's supposed to be like some sort of like weird amalgam of like copper and gold. It's like high end brass or some shit. Yeah. Um, over time, people turned it into, oh, yeah, it's fucking magic metal and magic tech. It's, it's unobtainium. Yeah. Oh, please. You had to go <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, All right. I All think right. this has been the Ox Unplugged. Yes. Yes. No unplug this. Oh, dang. I binged it all. Yeah. Back to space trucking. Hey, this is Big Leroy. Anybody catch that last episode of Auxiliary Unplugged? Man, them guys is a trip.